0: Hey, welcome back to the podcast, it's Peter Day here, and hope you all had a good week and weekend last week. So this audio is going to talk a little bit about conferences. Conferences are one of the main things that has been a successful thing, not only for my business, but a lot of other people's businesses. I was at a conference that I really liked um, about two or three months ago, it was called Pelican, and Pelican, I hope they do it again. It was a private meetup for super affiliates. So I would say, give or take, there was about maybe 100 people there or, I don't know, maybe 120 at the absolute most or something. It was relatively small. And I could be over-counting those numbers too. I mean, maybe there was only 80 and I just wasn't, you know, I'm not guessing this correctly. But it was a pretty small group. But what was cool about this conference is that everybody that went there was really some of the most prominent affiliates in our industry that are actually doing affiliate marketing. I mean, there's a big problem in our industry right now where a lot of companies are not actually producing the media. They are pretending to sometimes, but there's a lot of brokers out there. What was really great about this conference is that I would say everyone that was at this conference was actually a producer of traffic. Um, And it's scary how many companies are not actually producers of the traffic. There was an instance about a month ago where I was, I got an email from a client and the client accidentally, um, they meant to blind CC everybody on the email, but they accidentally didn't press the BCC button and they just kind of copied all of their other affiliates, quote unquote on um, the, the email thread. And I took a look at it. I mean, why not? It's, you know, it's their fault for forgetting to do a blind CC. So I took a look at it and I was just scrolling through like what other publishers and affiliates were copied on this email. And I was just absolutely shocked because I would say 90% of the so-called affiliates and publishers that were signed up to this client was not even a, an affiliate or a publisher. It was it was basically just some kind of paper call or lead generation um, network. I mean, I'm not going to name any names at all because I would just start ripping on all of these different networks and stuff. But um, it was just kind of scary because what a lot of these networks are doing too is they're pretending like they're actually sending the traffic and then they're going to affiliates to produce it for them and stuff and I personally, I was talking to someone yesterday about this and I think that the whole network thing might be going out the window in a sense in the industry because it's just the, the clients don't really want to be working with networks. The clients want to be working with the actual lead generators themselves and It seems like the networks, too, have been getting busted kind of over and over again because they've been pretending like it's their traffic. They've been pretending like they're not brokering. But then people talk, and it doesn't take that much talk for people just to figure out that they're brokering. I mean, if you ask anybody about a prominent paper call network, it doesn't take too many people talking to just... Someone to tell someone that this not actually this network, so there's a big problem that's been happening in our industry, but going back to this pelican conference, what I enjoyed specifically about this trade show is that the attendees of this trade show was not um sure there there was maybe three to six of the attendees was affiliate networks, but the other one hundred and ten attendees were actually affiliates the the actual affiliates producing um the volume and stuff. So I thought it was a great conference. I would recommend that one again. In this audio, I'm going to give some tips on these trade shows. If you're not already attending trade shows, you should be heavily attending trade shows. I'm going to give you some ideas, though, because some of my biggest breakthroughs from trade shows has not actually been what people think it, it's it been. Um, and we approach trade shows a little bit differently. So some of my biggest trade show breakthroughs have been partnerships or hiring, two of the best hires, in fact, I would even say three of the best hires that I've ever had, they came from trade shows, either directly or somewhat indirectly kind of deriving from a trade show. So back in... About five years ago, we were looking for a salesperson to join our team, and I was attending a conference series in Texas. It was called Legends Mastermind. I'm not sure if Legends happens anymore, but I really enjoyed it at the time. Legends was also a cool mastermind because it was actually very, very small, it was only 50 or 40 people or something that were attending. The conference was a little bit expensive. I think it was $20,000 a year or something, and that was not even including the cost of traveling, so um, it was sort of expensive, and then we had to pay for our flights and hotels, and we were going to... I, I only did it for about one year because I felt like I got a lot out of it, and I didn't have to keep going again and again. I mean, also I felt like after one year of going to this small mastermind, I started to know very well the 40 or 50 people that were going, so I didn't didn't really make sense to continue the thing for years on end, but um, basically the biggest breakthrough I got from this mastermind series was not so much even picking up a client or finding a new offer The best thing that I got from this conference was picking up one of my first ever full time salespeople. I was talking to a girl at this conference, and she was. She actually left her other job um, about eight months ago, and she had a non compete with the other job to where she really couldn't um, do any kind of business development for about four more months. It was a one-year non-compete. So I talked to her at this conference, and she was very interested in joining our company for biz dev and sales. And we kind of had to wait it out. So I talked to her in October, and then we ended up honoring her non-compete. And we, we just basically waited the four months. I said, okay, let's do it. But Let's just wait until January. Um, So we talked in October. We just waited it out until January to where the 12 months was done. And she had free reign to get whatever client she wanted, when she wanted. And I hired this individual. And this individual basically brought in hundreds and hundreds of clients for our company. And it was one of the best hires I've ever made, one of the best things we've ever done in the business, and it directly came from a trade show. If I had not gone to that Legends Mastermind, had I not had dinner at the same table with her, had I not sat next to her at that dinner, I don't think that she would have been my salesperson. And that's why I'm so bullish on conferences, because what you get out of conferences is that... You get the face-to-face um, interactions. There's also been many times at conferences where we've revived deals. I recently went to Contact.io conference, and we're still we're still doing some significant follow-up from that conference, and we have a lot to do in terms of following up from it. But I mean, one of the most immediate opportunities I got out of conference is just starting up a deal again. I had a great deal with a guy last year for a specific lead generation type of offer. And I ran into him at a party at Contact.io. We talked and he said, hey, it's actually really good timing because I could use your traffic again. And I'm like, great. I'm happy I went to this conference because literally I, I, t- I talked to him, I bumped into him at the party. I came home from the conference and I was able to now turn on his campaign again And I'm doing about $3,000 or $5,000 a day on his campaign. That one conversation has already paid for the whole conference. And now the conference is paid for and it's all gravy from here. So the conferences are very lucrative. You just have to figure out how to work them properly. And you have to be strategic. I think that a lot of people are making mistakes at the conferences by doing too much partying and not as much... Networking and stuff like I—I I think there is—it's—it's it's, you have to find a fine line. I mean, it's important to go out to the parties and the networking events and the dinners and all these things because that's where a lot of the the more deeper deals have happened and stuff. But at the same time, there is a group of people at these conferences that are actually so focused, like so focused on partying and having fun and stuff that it crosses a line to where they're not even really getting productive business made. They're just like going to the trade shows a lot to just like have fun and stuff like that. So when it comes to trade shows, I'm going to give some tips. I recommend, first of all, I recommend going into the trade show with some very specific goals um, in mind. So what I generally have been doing myself is when I've been taking the plane to the trade show, I've been usually writing down what I want to get out of the trade show. What do, I, what do I actually want to get out of this trade show the most? Am I looking to hire someone? Am I looking to get some offers? Am I looking to just learn? A lot of times big strategies for me at the trade show has just been learning. I mean, I want to learn what other people are doing. Um, I want to learn what's working. There's a little bit of an issue in the industry where if you just stay at your house and you're just kind of in your room or office all day doing your business, you could be not exposing yourself to what is actually happening in the industry. Um, in my opinion, it's very important to be going to these trade shows to stay current Um if you are the type of person that's only going to one trade show a year or you haven't actually been to one in a year and a half, you're probably very outdated with a lot of the stuff that's going on in the industry. You're probably outdated with some of the new developments in terms of um, traffic sources. You might be out to date in some new developments of some brand new verticals that people are starting to explore. I mean, when I went to the Contact I/O conference, I was able to figure out, okay, these are some verticals that people... Are succeeding on these are some verticals that people are now interested in. This is where maybe the industry is heading. Here's where here's some verticals that maybe we should stay away from. Um, and for me, conferences have been a great learning experience. And in fact, in my opinion, you could go to a conference, you could not get a single client, but if you learn something very good, then um, the conference can be worth it. I learned another skill at this Contact.io conference. I'm not going to name what the skill is because I feel like it's very special and proprietary, but um, I learned someone something about um, media buying when I was talking to someone, and just this one tactic alone could actually be worth so much that if that's the only thing, i if I got nothing out of the conference, if I didn't even revive that other offer, if I didn't meet a single client, if I didn't get a new business card, if I got nothing but learn this one strategy, I would have been 100% happy that I went to that conference just for the one conversation. And by the way, it, it, the strategy that I learned, it, it it came up at some networking event on the second night, bumping into someone. Within a four-minute conversation, they just kind of revealed some tips, and I said to myself, "Wow, that 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 could have been worth the entire conference." That that that. So, what I also recommend doing too at these conferences is really maximizing the time. I've personally always stretched myself pretty hard at these. Con- I know it's exhausting, but it's think about it. If you go to a trade show, you're lugging yourself halfway across the country or across the entire country. I mean, for me, so I'm mean, i in the Northeast. I mean, if I have to go to California, Vegas, I'm hauling myself around the entire country to go to these things. So my mindset is that if I go to a trade show, and there's even some guys listening to this podcast that are going to trade shows overseas. They're in Europe. They're in, um, I know guys in India that are going to these U.S. trade shows all the time. This is a serious commitment. So what I recommend is everyone actually make the most out of the trade show it means it might be a little bit exhausting i mean when i went to affiliate summit in New york i was up at i was up early because i needed to you know make sure that everything was attended to in our actual business before going to the trade show but i would say every day on average in New york was maybe i don't know maybe wake up at seven in the morning and go to bed at Two or three in the morning, like that. That was my two or three days at affiliate summit. I mean, it was kind of nuts. And but this is, in my opinion, how often do these trade shows happen? I mean, there's an affiliate summit east, there's affiliate worlds, there's they're not happening that frequently, these kind of prominent trade shows that everyone's going to. So, if you're gonna go fly all the way across the country, spend all this money. And actually lug yourself out there, and for me, it's also a sacrifice going to these trade shows too. I mean, I have to leave my family, I have to leave my kids, I have to—they um, have to get babysitter. I mean, it's 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 kind of it's it's not. Sometimes I don't even want to go to these things, but I know they're good um, for business, you know. So, what's important is getting the most out of it, and. Sometimes you, you just have to suck it up and you have to take advantage of all the opportunities. Let's say, um, here's a good example. So um, we're going to be going to this LeedsCon Chicago conference in about two weeks. It was a last minute decision for us, but we're going. And the reason we're going is because, again, all you have to do is get one thing out of the conference or two. If we go to that conference and we get one tip that makes our business more money, if we learn one thing New vertical that wasn't on our mind. Let's say let's say we're talking to someone they're really into um, something, whatever it is, and that maybe that becomes the next ten million dollar a year anchor in in our business. You just never know. So the way we're looking at it is we're going to go to this Chicago. I'm not. It's it, I'm not that excited about the conference. I don't think it's... I don't know if it's the biggest conference. In fact, it's might even be smaller than some of the other ones. But we're going just out of principle because all you need to get out of a conference is a few good things, a few good deals, a few good ideas. But what I try to do is I try to maximize these conferences so much where I come home with a lot more than just one or two things. I mean, from the contact I O, we came home with at least 10... To fifteen very um, promising actual deals and offer opportunities to follow up with. I got tips. I learned a lot. I made connections. I networked. I built and made stronger relationships. So it's these things are very important. And what I can't emphasize enough is just going to them and then maximizing. Every single opportunity. I mean, don't if the conference actually starts at, let's say, 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. and there's networking down at the lobby, be there at 9 or 10 a.m. Don't be the people that stay up until 3 in the morning and then you don't get to the trade show until noon or 1 in the afternoon because you stayed out so late and you drank so hard that you can't even get to the thing in the morning. That's just not the most profitable decision. So I'm going to keep this audio a little bit on the shorter side but I also do um, want to share some other strategies that have been pretty helpful at trade shows too. I came up with a new strategy at the last trade show. I'm going to try to build upon this one more. So and I think there's something here. So I was talking to another affiliate that I know and this guy's really cool. We were bouncing ideas off of each other. What verticals are you getting into? What verticals do you see or promising because the biggest thing the biggest issue at these conferences has been everyone's just been promoting the same thing. Um, I mean, if you go if you go to a lead generation conference or a um, one of these lead gen kind of trade shows, you'll just quickly find out that 90% of the people you're talking to are just promoting two or three of the same verticals. I think it's not the smartest thing to do, and what we're trying to do as a company is be different and and not just be focusing on those two or three most easy biggest things we're trying to focus on a lot of different things and things that no one has even heard of or and um, also what's important too is just trying to find find the best opportunity try to make the most of every opportunity too I mean sometimes um, sometimes it does just take a deeper, conversation. And sometimes you just need to ask the questions that you're uncomfortable asking. I mean, I remember um, I was at a conference about two or three months ago. It was was around the time period where one of the Facebook providers shut down their services and a lot of people were scrambling to run ads with other Facebook accounts and providers. And I, I bumped into someone I know at one of these conferences that I know is really connected in that space. And I just... I just straight up asked him. I said, "Hey, do you do you know do you know any other Facebook providers? Can you introduce me to some that are prominent?" And it's like, you know, what I'm really glad that I asked because he did introduce me to one. I ended up getting a credit line. It ended up being a good deal. And had I not asked that simple question, I probably wouldn't be working so I, with them today. So I recommend just just asking the hard questions, maybe asking the uncomfortable questions, making the most out of. Um, Every opportunity and also thinking outside of the box, too. I mean, I think that there's so many affiliates that are closed minded to where if they meet someone that is doing something different than them, they don't pay that much attention. I I was probably that way, too, though. When we first started, we were really into auto insurance and rent to own and email marketing. And we had that same kind of mindset where, hey, if we didn't, if someone wasn't doing email marketing or they weren't actually doing auto, They weren't a fit for us. And that was totally the wrong mindset. Our new mindset is that if someone is doing something different than us, we want to pay very close attention because what that means is that means that they are succeeding on something that we are not doing. And if someone is making something work that we're not doing, I'm all ears for that, right? So our mindset has shifted entirely from we only, in the past, we only wanted to talk to people that we quote unquote thought was applicable and now our mindset is that if they're doing something different, I'm all ears because I want to hear what's new, what's different, what's working. That's not that's different than everyone else is doing. And um, you just need to be open to to things. I mean, I went to a dinner at Contact IO, and this guy had some products that he was selling that I've never even heard of before. I've never heard of anyone even selling this type of product on line and um, I maybe just years ago, five or ten years ago, maybe I would have just not even cared and I would have just been like, oh it's not email, it's not auto, it's not rent to own you know, great to meet you but what's different now is I had a deep conversation with this guy I said, listen, your products are very interesting and I think that if we combine what we have which is He's got the products. He's got this really strong sales people that can sell the product. And then we're very seasoned in the media buying and the the ads and the traffic. If we combine those two things, there might be a deal to be had here. So now one of the most promising deals from this Contact IO conference for me is really just exploring this brand new thing that I've never even promoted before or never even heard of before and who knows I have a feeling that this kind of deal could go one of two ways I think it could be terrible I'm we'll find out shortly actually because I'm testing it we're testing it today my concern for some reason I think it's because of the price point I'm a little hesitant on the you know the price point they're proposing but my concern is that we're gonna get leads. And they're going to tell us that they're not getting much sales. That's my concern. But we'll see. If that doesn't work, they have some other products as well. But what's very, very interesting is that this, this type of deal also is very exclusive. I mean, let's say we're able to make this work. Number one, nobody knows what it is. Not even you guys listening. Nobody knows what it is. Nobody knows what vertical is. It is. You'll never be able to guess the vertical because you never heard about it before. If I haven't heard about it before, you've probably never even crossed your mind to promote this vertical, which means no one's going to spy on it. If nobody knows what it is, no one's heard of it, it hasn't crossed anyone's mind to run it, no one's going to be sitting around intentionally spying on it. So it's not going to be poached. It's not going to be spied. And the way I look at this type of deal is this is something that could be very um, hit or miss. I feel like we can try this person's products and it could be a bust. It's like, okay, we move on. Or it could be absolutely um, huge. I mean, that's the way I look at it. It could could be very hit or miss. And I'm cautiously being optimistic, hoping it could be on the huge side. I think they have some work to do on the payout and the product and uh, it's... It is physical products. I think they have some work to do on the pricing. They, they need to get it more juicy. That's my biggest concern is the payout they're proposing is a little weak for the volume. I'm not sure how much volume is going to come in at that kind of payout. But um, if they're able to get all the ducks in a row, um, I think it could do very well. So Now, going back to what I was saying before... I was telling you guys how I feel like I'm on to a new strategy at this trade shows um, that I'm on to something. So another thing that I did was I was talking to the affiliate friend that I was mentioning about eight minutes ago before I went on this other train of thought and I was talking to this friend and we were sharing what you know, what have you gotten out of the conference so far, what have you gotten out of the conference so far. And this is the first time I've ever done this at a conference. And I'm not sure why I didn't do this before. And I'm not sure why I've never thought of this. But me and this affiliate friend, we just exchanged some business cards. He because he spent the entire conference prospecting certain types of offers and I spent the conference prospecting certain types of offers, and after the conference, we literally swapped some business cards. He took a picture with his phone of some of the best business cards that he collected from the conference. I didn't even have that many business cards that was really up his alley, but I sent him one... That could very well be up his alley. It was a buyer that was buying what he wanted, and nationwide, um, with very low filters and criteria and stuff. And what's super interesting is that one or two of my most promising follow-ups from this contact I/O conference is actually. The two business cards that this buddy swapped with me and then one of his most promising follow-ups is the one business card that I gave to him in return. So this has got me really thinking that, okay, well, this is interesting. I mean, uh, you know, very, very, very interesting. So I'm going to be brainstorming how to extrapolate on this strategy more. I mean, maybe We need to be going to the trade shows more and just working out deals with people we know. Like, hey, if you get business cards, let's let's cut a deal. I give you my business cards. You give me yours. Let's exchange ones that we feel are relevant. I mean, I feel like we're onto something here. It's a new strategy. um, And it kind of came up very organically, too. This guy was just telling me how he got such a good business card. And I said, well... I said, do you mind if I just take a picture of that business card? <laughs> you know, I mean, again, going back to what I was saying before, it can never hurt to ask. I mean, the worst case is that they're just going to say no, but usually, if you ask, it's going to work out. You just don't want to be overly pushy, and you need to know when to stop asking. Like, if you ask someone to take a picture of their business card and they seem extremely hesitant and have no interest, then don't ask them again. But... What if someone tells you that they got a great business card? You say, Hey, do you mind if I take a picture of that card? And they pull it out and you take a picture. Maybe you just got one of the hottest deals from the conference and it was just all you needed to do was take a picture of someone else's business card that they prospected at the conference. So there's so many ways to tackle this thing, but at the end of the day, make sure you're going to the trade shows, make sure you're maximizing them. Make sure you're using all of the time properly at the trade show. You should be there when it starts in the morning you should be lingering around the you know the lobby the bars you should just maximize it and don't do activities that limit you from the networking like there again there's a lot of people that will just go to these conferences and they're just hanging out with their friends like they'll show up they'll do the conference during the day and then the friends or the boys will go out at night and it's just a group of four to six of them that just know each other anyway outside of the conference and they just will hang out all night like into the late morning, that's not the most fruitful thing because if you're just surrounding yourself around the four to six buddies you know anyway outside of the conference, we try to stay away from those things. If someone wants to do an event like that, if someone, if it's only a small group of three to five people that we already know that we feel like there's not much additional opportunity with and they just want to do something all night and, and kind of hog the entire night and the, the entire evening and into the midnight hours and stuff, we usually have opted out of those things. And what's been good for us too is going to multiple events. So at 7 o'clock, we might hit a networking event. Maybe at 9 o'clock, we hit a rooftop party. 11 o'clock, we hit a, a lobby bar or something. Just just making the most out of it, going from thing to thing, not getting stuck with a group of people too long, Um, especially usually you've been able to figure out if there's good opportunity between folks in terms of business, you're able to figure that out usually pretty quick. So if they're, you know, let's say you go to a networking event, you talk to a lot of people there, you you figure you kind of got the opportunities you got, just figure out what's next on the agenda. Maybe there's another reception, maybe there's people meeting up at a different bar, maybe there's people going to a different, rooftop maybe there's a huge amount of networking just still in the lobby of the hotel just just always be maximizing the time don't go to the conferences for entertainment go to the t- conferences to get business cuz again these things only come up ever so often on the calendar it's a it's a i i'm not the biggest fan of flying the travel it's, it's a lot of work and stuff and it's just traveling and uber and it's so the way I look at it is if, if I'm actually lugging myself all the way out to one of these things I'm gonna get the absolute most out of it I don't want any time wasted I'm gonna get the most out of it and I'm gonna make it worth the trip so I hope these tips were really useful if you haven't done so already can you subscribe and like to our channel what's very interesting is I think one of our videos went viral last month because if you notice um, the Channel gained one thousand subscribers in the last thirty days, which is very high amount for the amount of subscribers we have. I mean we only have about three or four thousand um subscribers right now, which is small, but it's pretty good for our industry though because everyone following this podcast is super passionate and super into performance marketing, affiliate marketing, lead generation e-commerce and stuff that is deeply involved in our industry. So the way we look at it, at it is if we're able to build a following of a 50,000 50, or 100,000 people and they're all actually this intertwined in the industry, that's a very loyal, loyal following. But I did notice something interesting last month where um, I think something went viral because on August 24th, we got 750 new subscribers in a single day. So a video must have hit something on the YouTube news feed and then the next day it trickled off a little bit and we got 60 subs, but the entire subscriber base jumped up by a 1000 last month and I didn't even notice it because I think we were floating around 2700 subscribers and then it jumped up to 3700 subscribers and I didn't actually notice that it changed because it was such, it was like 2700 3700 I, I It didn't register to me until I logged in and saw the jump. I said, oh, that's so strange. It went up by an entire 1,000, and I just didn't notice because the number was 3,700 versus 2,700. I just didn't notice that the two changed to a three. So I'm loving the growth on this. Um, If you guys can subscribe yourself and then share this, send this to... People you know in the industry, send it to um, team members. I've been personally sending a lot of the podcasts to my team because these are good trainings. I recommend if you have a team of employees, media buyers, send the podcast to your team, send them to business partners, send them to people you know because there's very good tips here. And um, not only has these podcasts been training just the general public, but I've been specifically sending these podcasts to my team and my team's been really growing and upping their game and learning a lot from the podcast because there's a lot of good info here. So like these um, audios, share them, become a subscriber as well. Let's talk in a bit and look out for next week's podcast. This is a weekly podcast and it's really um, a strong program, lots of value, and we're committed to doing it weekly. So guys, this is Peter and we'll talk soon.